From Relay FM, this is Virtual Episode 18. Today's show is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a 10-day free trial, visit lynda.com slash virtual and Sketch Party TV, the fun, fast drawing and guessing game for the Apple TV. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Mike. Hello, Federico. How are you? I am very well. How are you? I'm very well as well. I just had... um, a nice hot tea. Oh, nice! What I've kind been, of I've tea? Been, um, it's <laughs> a supermarket tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not really. I, I don't. Um, I'm not an expert about tea. Actually, I'm not an expert about coffee either. I just like good coffee, but I'm not like um like I don't read or research coffee. I just like a good one, you know. Uh, but I so don't do you, have. This, where do you get your coffee? Do you use coffee grounds or coffee beans to make your espresso, or do you use like one of those machines? I found um, a, a brand of coffee beans that I like, mm-hmm. and I I have a, a like a like a grinder, a little machine that uh, you know turns the beans into into uh, fresh powder mm-hmm. and i just use that for my espresso machine very nice i want to actually i would like to to do an upgrade next year and buy a new espresso machine with a built-in grinder um you know one of those things like uh, when you go to in italy we call them bars but two yep. guys for a bar uh, you know intend another uh, kind of a uh shall we say uh, drinking establishment Yes, and when we go to the bar and we ask for a coffee, they they usually grind the beans right away because they have the machine with the, with the grinder. Mm-hmm. And I want to buy a smaller home version of that, um, so I don't have to you know to to keep two separate machines in my in my kitchen. So at the moment, I um, I subscribe to a great service called Packed Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of those ones like Tonks or, well, okay. Blue Bottle now. They send me bags, like Ziploc bags of ground coffee. So the beans are ground and they send me the the, the powder, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use uh, AeroPress to make my coffee in the morning. Uh, but I, I want to get a grinder soon and then get packed to send me beans because they do that as well. So I can grind my own coffee and... And make it fresh. Uh, there is a thing where Pact have like an affiliate type thing, like they'll send you gifts, and I always mention it. Uh, Pact, and I have people tweet at me, and they're like, "Oh, I signed up because of you." Oh, nice. <laughs> but I never. <laughs> people just hear me talk about it, and then they just go and sign <laughs> you up should for use it. a link. So I think there is a, a link. So if you're based in the UK and you want coffee, I'll, I'll find it in the show notes and I'll put a link in there. And if you sign up, I would like that very much because then they will actually send me the grinder I want. Yeah. Um, oh, they have like a code. Oh, this is stupid. Um, I'll put it in there anyway. So uh, Tongs is like the service that was bought by Blue Bottle Coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they ship to Italy, uh, but I think it's expensive, you know? And actually I... I uh, the like the bag of uh, coffee beans that I buy, it's really it's like one kilogram, and I save tons of money. I think I know that it, those are not fresh beans, you know, because uh, with tongs and other similar services, you get like fresh beans from a week ago or like two weeks uh, two weeks past. Uh, I, I'm just not geeky enough about my coffee. I just like a good coffee. I'm not obsessed. That's what I mean. Yeah, I I've seen that Blue Bottle now they actually will ship beans 
like, and mm-hmm. they ship them like from the US. Uh-huh. Uh, and I will do that because Blue Bottle Coffee is incredible, Federico. Uh, I very much look forward to taking you to Blue Bottle in San Francisco. <laughs> okay. Because the coffee they do there is like coffee you've never had before. Okay. We'll see. We shall see, Michael. They do a really um, great cold coffee called the New Orleans, which is very nice, Federico, and I think you'll enjoy it. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, that's enough about coffee. Yes. I want to talk to you about Final Fantasy. Oh. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. So, um, you know, I, it is kind of an obligation for me to, to, to mention the state of Final Fantasy because I'm such a fan of the series. I've and last played, night... I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I've, I've played bits of them. I've never played full. Mm. You, you, haven't, you still, even though you promised, haven't played Minecraft. So. Okay, okay, fine, okay. But I think about it. You don't think about playing Final Fantasy. Well, At I, least I, I'm, a, I'm not reluctant to the idea you are. You don't know that. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Square Enix announced uh, this upcoming game called, uh, I guess it's called Mevius. 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 Seems Latin. Mevius um, Final Fantasy. It's um, it's a sm- it's a, a smartphone game. It's a it, iOS and Android probably um, game. I'm gonna guess iPhone and iPad and Android, Android devices. And should I read the? Should I read what they're saying? Yes, p- there is a description. Okay. And it's really something. So please uh, read the description, Mike. I wish I had some music to play, like some monumental some music. epic music yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't have any so i'm just gonna go for it anyway a new era of gaming is here we're crafting a full-scale high-quality rpg world the likes of which has never been seen on smartphones and tablets this is the end product <laughs> of a long time final fantasy creators bringing the series to mobile and things will never be the same so um that was the Actually, there was the Final Fantasy VII um, music that you hear when, a, when you win a battle. Uh, but so yeah, uh, big time it's coming, Final to, coming to iPhone and Android. Coming to iPhone and Android, and they're really hyping this game. It's uh, nobody it's, knows when though. <laughs> no, uh, next year, next year. There's a there's a, oh, there's a, a thread on on NeoGaf uh, for. Um, with with a scan of Famitsu, uh, the Japanese video game magazine, uh, it shows. Uh, I think it's a, it's an artwork of the game. It's not a gameplay footage of or anything. Um, it's a. We don't know much about the game. Um, we know that uh, Yoshinari Kitase and the writer of Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy X, I cannot remember the name, are working on, on, on this new game. We, we know from Famitsu that there's going to be um, automatic map movement, whatever that means, but a traditional Final Fantasy-style battle system, whatever that means also, because they've been changing that battle system a lot. Uh, there is going to be jobs, classes, abilities, all sorts of uh, in-depth stuff. So it sounds like it is going to be a serious Final Fantasy game. It's not going to be uh, like uh, they had a few years ago, this new iOS-only series called Chaos Rings, uh, which didn't really take off, but it was an original RPG for iOS. Uh, this seems to be like one of those games that they make and then they realize they want to make it like they want to make some money out of it so they slap the Final Fantasy 
logo on it and they call it a fan fantasy game hmm. um at least that's my like my my first impression uh we'll see i don't know i i kind of i don't i don't really have much hope in in square enix uh the only thing that gives me hope about these companies that they can still make games like bravely default um and final fantasy um 14 which is the online one which people really like but i don't have the time to play that game uh so that's too bad is that the one with the guys in the car or has that not come out yet no that's fif- that's 15 right 14 is the the online one like right. it's a it's a what's the mmo rpg game yes we we don't have the time mike to play those kinds of games no although we re- we really should like have a a guild and just me and you go around and yep. like a like a podcaster guild in in these games. You know? Mm-hmm. Um I also want to talk about another thread that I found on on, on NeoGAF, which is a it's a funny one. Uh people for some reason started um putting uh, names of video games on top of unrelated movie posters. Okay. If you go to to the link in the show notes, uh, then we'll talk about Mike where people can find the show notes. But uh, if you follow the link to the discussion, which is called "Slap a Video Game Title on an Appropriate but unle- Unrelated Movie Poster," uh, <laughs> you will find some really good gems, such as a uh, Fire Emblem. <laughs> I really liked. Um, there was Yoshi's New Island, <laughs> which was amazing. And there was another one that I cannot find. Oh, yes, God of War <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> so Yoshi's New Island is on <laughs> is on Jurassic Park, yes. which is quite funny. And uh, there's a Rocky one with Punch-Out, <laughs> yes. which is good. Uh, yeah, no, these are funny. These are pretty funny. Hotline Miami is amazing if you scroll a bit. It's like in the middle. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. like it's some some. I don't know what what game that is. There's a Spelunky with Indiana Jones, which is just great. Oh, this is uh, good. these are good work. These are good. Yes, work. yes, it's really well done. Uh, and that's on also NeoGaf. So Mike, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I I want to ask you where can people find the show notes? If people would like to find the show notes for this program, then the best thing to do is to uh, boot GTA into your console and then go to one of the internet cafes in GTA. Wow, seriously. Get out of the car, walk in uh, with your character into the into internet cafe. You sit down at one of the browsers there and you go to relay.fm slash virtual slash 18 and there you will find a link of show, uh, links and show notes for you to peruse at your heart's content. In GTA. In GTA, of course. that's not actually possible but imagine that it was and if it was you'd be able to do it that would be really really imagine if your character could like read the show notes and like accumulate accumulate knowledge in the game I think it's a great idea they should have thought of this already like like you can follow your character and and he he, like thinks out loud and he says things like oh man Mike was really awesome in the last episode Mm -hmm. he, he would think that you know always you're always awesome Mike Um, I want to talk about Nintendo next I saved as you can tell I saved a bunch of links you did Um, but before we we do that before we do that Federico okay 
I'm going to jump in because we have we have some people to thank for helping us out today. That that sounds fair. Okay. Lynda.com are helping support this episode. They are an easy and affordable way to help you learn great things. Lynda.com, with them, you get access to a growing library of hundreds of thousands of high-quality, well-produced video tutorials. Lynda works directly with people who are experts in their chosen fields. Sometimes they work with creators of specific software or hardware products to make sure they're the very best person to help you learn. Their courses are broken down into bite-sized chunks, allowing you to jump in and out and learn at your own pace. And you can learn wherever you want to with their apps for iPhone, iPad, and Android. So you can be sitting on the bus and learning something about how to, I don't know, uh, maybe you want to learn a bit about Photoshop with courses that they have from people at Adobe where you can learn on the bus if you want. Or maybe you can set up your iPad next to your MacBook and you can watch the video on lynda.com and you can do your work on your computer as you know, so you can follow along with the instructor, the very qual- very excellent qualified instructions that they have. You get unlimited access to Linda's courses, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of courses for just $25 a month. I mentioned that they, you know, like design stuff like Photoshop and Illustrator, but they also have courses about like just drawing techniques, you know, helping you understand the fundamentals of drawing, like how to use light and shadow and stuff like that. Maybe you want to learn how to use OpenGL. They have courses there. Maybe you want to learn how to code in Swift. They have Swift Essentials and Swift Fundamentals training as well for you. Linda.com has everything. If you want to learn something new, this can be different types of software products, but it could also be like physical things. Maybe you want to learn how to to get great portrait photography using your awesome fancy camera. Lynda has courses for it all. If for some reason you haven't yet tried out lynda.com, you want to go and sign up for this 10-day free trial that we have for you. If you go to lynda.com slash virtual, you can sign up right now. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash virtual. It's a completely unrestricted trial. You can go in, you can play with everything, try out whatever you want, and then I'm sure you'll want to sign up. And if you do, it will also help support this show. So thank you so much to Linda for their support of Virtual and Relay FM. What are Nintendo up to, Federico? You can now collect pins and badges and put them on your 3DS home screen. What does this mean? (laughs) This means that there's a new app out in Japan for the 3DS called the Collectible Badge Center. And you can get it from the eShop, I think. Um, And it's one of those uh, Nintendo free-to-play experiments. So you can have... the it's It's a crane game. You can pick up stuff. Um, from one of those crane machines. And you can either... You have the, f- the first five plays are free, and then you gotta pay, or you have to keep playing to get more free plays. It's like similar to the to the rusty uh, baseball minigame uh, that Nintendo did a few months ago then, that we covered here uh, when we were talking about Nintendo's approach to free-to-play this is kind of based on, on a similar idea. And then when you play, you collect all these badges and pins and you can put them on the, the Nintendo 3DS home screen, which um, has been customizable with themes for, for a couple of months now. And now Nintendo wants to also allow you to put custom icons, essentially, uh, on the home screen. And there's a video uh, from Nintendo. There's a video from Nintendan, which is linked on Tiny Cartridge, as usual, they are really awesome with their Nintendo coverage. And I wanted to talk to you briefly. All these, uh, uh, these, these uh, 
trend of uh, customization. The Nintendo 3DS, you can do themes, and now you can do uh, these badges and pins. On the Vita, you can do, you know, you, you can you can also have themes. Uh, it seems to me that um, consoles tend to start with a very bas- basic feature set, and eventually they all kind of converge in the idea of uh, user customization. So I wanted to ask you if that's something that you care about, because I know that you, for, for instance, you put stickers on your MacBook. Uh, hmm. Is this something that you also do digitally? No, it's not. And, and now I'm really confused about myself. <laughs> because why... <laughs> why wouldn't I? <laughs> why wouldn't I? Because like, I was literally just thinking, like, oh, it doesn't bother me that you can put stickers on the thing. But... Yeah, I don't I don't know why that is. I think maybe because these stickers are a little bit constrained. Like this is Nintendo choosing what I can stick. But with the stickers that I put on like my MacBook, for example, mm-hmm. I could do whatever I want. However, it looks like you can kinda of look and watch in the video yep. now. It looks like you can yep. kinda of construct your own little background here. Yeah. Using all the a, elements that a... you want. Like I'm watching somebody recreate the final uh battle from Super Mario Bros. Yes. Yes. There's a the lava stage, yeah. You can you can like you can create mini levels. So stuff. is this available on my 3DS, or does it have to be a new one? Or is it only in Japan? Mm-mm, this is available in Japan right now, right. and I um, I don't know when it will come to Europe, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, so you can you can follow Nintendan. Nintendan is one of those guys like like books. He's always on top of <laughs> Nintendo stuff. Like, Nintendo announces something yeah. in Japan, you can be sure that, like, 30 minutes later, Nintendo has the video on his YouTube channel. I've been... I've been um, this isn't mean to sound like a joke. I've been uh, subscribing to a few YouTube channels lately. Um, and, I, and I really like the... Like, it's not like podcasts, you know? But it's sort of... Also is like podcasts. Like I have my subscriptions and I follow people. Like it's it's different and weird, and I I can see now why people are really into YouTubers. Well, what what are you subscribing to? Oh, Nintendo. Right. Um, there's another one called uh, about um. Uh, they do the video game facts. Like, you, did you know? Did this? you know gaming? Uh, there's did you know gaming? Yes, but also video game lore, I think it's called. Uh, like, they give you facts about video games. Um, well, what else? Uh, um, well, you, you, you sent me uh, two links that we're going to discuss later, and one of those is awesome, uh, Nerdy Namis. Yeah. I, I added the channel to my subscriptions. Oh, you did? <laughs> Oh yes, I love her. <laughs> it's, uh, the videos are just like the kind of video that I love. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no! It's not about. It's not about. You know, about. Uh, uh, I no, think no, she's no, 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 no! It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Rosanna. It's just the, like the type of video, like cooking, uh, that uh, nerdy stuff, and also she, she. I think she's really uh, skilled in the way she she does these videos. I don't know. I just like her. Well, and, I'm gonna um, add all of these subscriptions to my subscription list. I, I am. Um, I like Digino Gaming. Let me just look, Mike. I like Digino Gaming. I'm, I'm a big fan of Digino Gaming. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm interestingly finding uh, more uh, time for YouTube these mm-hmm. days. Um, what's happening? Are we? Are we? Are we finally getting with the kids here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we are approaching uh, a new 
generation of listeners. So in my subscription uh, for games, I have Nintendo, Extra Credits, another awesome channel. Um, yeah, and I think I told you all the other ones. So yeah, the, the, the channel is called Lore, L-O-R-E. And just last night I was watching a video for the, uh, the like quick facts about Crash Bandicoot. Really nice video. Uh, Nintendo does a lot of stuff on YouTube. They do. True. Yeah. Maybe we should make YouTube videos. We should just drop podcasts and just go straight to YouTube. Go to YouTube with our crappy webcams. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty pretty decent webcam. You do? What? Do you... Yeah. Why? I got like a Logitech thing because I've I've been on oh. some video podcasts. I've I've been oh. on some Twitch shows and stuff Fancy. like that in the past, and I wanted to look my best. You know. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. There was another channel that I cannot think of. I, I, I'm pretty sure we, we, we even discussed it on, on the show, but whatever. I will compile a list and uh, send it to you, Mike. Yes, please. So, uh, anyway, uh, pin some badges for the 3DS, man. You, you can do that, that stuff in Japan. And it's free to play. It's interesting because I kind of wonder, um, Nintendo on, a, on an Android device could sort of do the same and let people pay for official Nintendo icons and wallpapers. Mm-hmm. I know that they had at one point uh, official wallpapers. I think that on devices like Android, uh, they could do more, you know, like native customization and let people pay for that. Could be a nice, nice approach to free-to-play mobile stuff. Well, you know, Nintendo is uh, really slow. With this, yeah, so. so you know Nintendo, they're not going to do it, so yeah. because it seems to not really be the type of thing that we're doing. We're going to have to wait for new Nintendo, right? You know, new, like we had new, new Apple, we have to wait for new Nintendo. Yes, to use uh, an Apple-ism, yeah. uh, new Nintendo. This feels like so, new Nintendo. <laughs> Although we do have a bit of new Nintendo uh, today, don't we? Uh, we do, we do. We're going to talk about this after this uh, final link which is a co- actually a collection of link or links. Um, I want to talk about No Man's Sky real quickly. Okay, because I think we just have to every single week. I mean, it's like um, on, a, on the contract uh, yeah. that, that you made me sign, uh, there is a clause that says you got to mention No Man's Sky. Just constantly uh, every single week. Yes. Um, not really, but that would be a clause that I would gladly accept, Mike. It's going to be in your 2015 contract. Okay. Um, so there was uh, two articles last week, um, or at least in the past 10 days, about what exactly you need to do in No Man's Sky. <laughs> because it seems that, uh, just like us, people are wondering, at this point, okay, the game is cool, the graphics are great, the music is fantastic, but what do you do in the game? Um, and... Hello Games, uh, Sean Murray needed to answer this question and the, uh, basically it's sort of like Minecraft. There's a center of the universe and you gotta reach the center of the universe. It's not clear what's in the center. There's a, a an big, interview... A big, looks like a big shining ball. Like it's meant to attract you but only if you want to go there is kind of the yes. way of describing it. There's an interview at Game Informer. Um, he says that it's not going to be like um, like Peter Molyneux's um, game, uh, like when you when you open the box, there was like a, like a message. It was like people were really upset. There was the a game um, 
what was the name that basically people needed to collaborate to to, to, to destroy this cube? And oh, when you yeah, yeah, at yeah. the center of the cube, there was no prize. There was only like a message about the studio's new game, which is a uh, Godus, which yeah. is a free to play game where you can play God. Um, anyway, there is not going to be there is going to be some sort of big great thing in the in the center of the No Man's Sky universe, but that's not really the focus of the game. Um, it's uh, if you go read the interview at Game Informer and Mike, you sent me a link to a Guardian article yep. as well. It really sounds like uh, Hello Games is going for a, for the Minecraft generation, as the Guardian calls it. They, uh, they've very very clearly taken inspiration uh, from yes. Minecraft in the way that the game is being structured. Like there is an end, there is a a, a, a thing you can do. It takes a very long time to get there. Uh, there isn't like a story that drives you there but you can reach this final point, but it's not the purpose of the game. But there is something for people that want that who feel like they need a progression. Because that was something that was added, like the Nether world was added, the Nether, I think it's called, to Minecraft later. Because some people felt they needed an end. Um, so they, they made that. And I think No Man's Sky is following that. Because you know, you're reading some of the stuff and, and, and they're saying like, oh, you know, maybe you want to be a... What, did, what what was one of the things that they said? Like one of the things you might want to do, like the galaxy's botanist or something. Uh, the botanist, yeah, the, which is something that I can envision you totally yep. doing. Yeah, I'm going to just like breed different types of monsters <laughs> like or something. With, like you did with, with the ponytail. Ponytail, yeah, when I was a ponytail breeder for a while. Uh, that This is why I'm kind of scared of No Man's Sky a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm If it's as good as it looks... Um, I can only imagine that I will spend hundreds of hours. Like, if it is really that good and really that engaging and really that, like, big and vast and explorable, I, I don't know, man. It feels like it feels like Grand Theft Auto 3 or, or, or GTA Vice City uh, when I played those games every day for years, uh, just driving around and exploring, you know, because there was just something about them that really hit for me. And I, and I'm concerned that No Man's Sky is, is gonna be is gonna be that. I want it. I but I want it to be that. I, I really want. There is something in me now. That I want No Man's Sky to be the best video game I've ever played. And I think that's a concern. I'm also concerned for Hello Games because I think there are a lot of people that that want this, mm-hmm. and keep coming back to Spore. <laughs> Can't yeah. get away from it. Um, yeah. But what do you what do you think in general of these um, like kids today, new generations of uh, gamers, uh, they are so into this kind of a different way of playing games. And by games, I mean primarily Minecraft, but we're seeing this uh, this trend trickling down to more, to different series and franchises. Uh, to, to make a game that it's about, you make your own game, that it's about creation rather than being told what to do. What do you think? Because we're seeing, right? We're seeing this. Uh, uh, this is uh, coming to all sorts of different genres and, and, and games, like No Man's Sky and Nintendo is doing something similar with Mario Maker. And so many other companies are approaching, you know, let's just let people make the game rather than have a fixed story and cutscenes and, you know, the usual scheme. And, and I wonder... These these kids growing up today, uh, Minecraft is in many ways their their Super Mario, what Super Mario or Pokemon was for us, and 
do you think this will be this will have serious consequences in the future or do you think this is just like a momentary uh, trend that is going on for the past three years and it'll fade minecraft is a turning point in video games in my opinion because because it's so successful a lot of people want to make games in that vein to try and also have that success so there will be many studios now, new studios, old studios, that look at Minecraft and be like, we need to build a game like that. So in theory, you know, if you just think of it that way, it's going to shift video gaming into this different world, maybe only temporarily. But if you think as well, like kids now uh, that are playing this game and playing it for a couple of years that want to make video games, this is the type of game that they will want to make. So the future developers may be in the Minecraft mindset. And it's because these games have never been possible before. Like something like Minecraft, somebody might have wanted to make that 10 years ago, but it wasn't possible to make. Like No Man's Sky is very clearly only possible to be made now because you need great internet connectivity. You know, you need people to be wired in. You need people to be able to play fast online. And you need to be able to have consoles or computers that can handle this incredible number crunching to generate these worlds. These these games are so much more. Like, you know, you think about something like The Sims, right? People people played that for hours and hours and hours, like theme park world. They're like that, right? That It's a world that you can explore and you can craft and make your own game. But the thing is now, these games, No Man's Sky and Minecraft, they're allowing it at a whole different level. You know, it's sounds like RPGs, like you're playing Fantasy Life, right? It's, it's people, people want to make their own games because they want to have their own, like, virtual life in some way but these games allow for so much more than that and 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 i'm super excited about it like last weekend i went to my uncle's house and i have uh, two younger cousins and a couple of nephews and they were all playing minecraft together they had a couple of ipads a couple of iphones and they were playing a local multiplayer game and they were just I'm not kidding, but it was like three hours they were playing. Like they just wouldn't stop playing the game. They're like screaming at each other, laughing at each other, building things together. Like at one point, my two cousins were building whilst my nephew was mining. So he was mining for resources and then they were building a house. Like I've never seen the, like I've, you know, I've seen kids play video games. I was a kid that played video games. What Minecraft allows people to do is something that's so so much more than like jumping on platforms in Super Mario because it's like there is no creativity to be had there. You're going from left to right. Like you can jump on each other's heads, you can have a laugh, you could be crazy about it. But eventually you go into the flag. Like your your path is planned. But that's not the way it is with these open world games, these like sandbox games. I don't even know what they're called, like procedurally generated worlds. Yeah. Sandbox, yeah, sandbox is what so, I usually read. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a great argument. Um, so you think this is uh, better for, like, breeding creativity in kids? I think so. Like, I think so. And I think that's why parents are more embracing of Minecraft. Because, it's because not, they see what what their kids are doing. Yeah, and they're not they're not, like, shooting each other in the face. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like GTA things. Yeah, it's a, it's really it, yeah. I think I agree, even if I s- still struggle, um, because of the different mindset that I have, like to understand how can you possibly spend hours and hours just creating stuff without a story, 
Um, I'm like, starting I'm, to. I'm not trying to be that guy, but the problem is you have not experienced it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just it seems so daunting as a just to take up as a as a task. You know, when you see that there are people who are who have worlds and and you know entire like buildings and stuff, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I, I don't know. I need to get the game on the PS Vita and just be done with it and see see what's up. Yep, you do. It's the real game on the Vita, right? Yes, full. Okay. Um, Let's take a Minecraft break. also. Uh, there's yeah. a, there's one more. You wanna you wanna talk about the the sponsor before? Yeah, let's do that. So we have a new sponsor today, Sketch Party TV. Sketch Party TV is the fun, fast drawing and guessing game for the Apple TV. Using I love Air- this game so much, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm have you played it? Super- yes, I love the game. I played with my friends. Oh, well, uh, let, me, let me do this and then and we'll talk about yes. it. Yes. So using AirPlay mirroring, you can turn your HDTV into a Wi-Fi drawing canvas and a high-tech party game. It's perfect for holiday parties and family get-togethers, which is great with the holidays coming up. Special occasions or impromptu game nights, which appears that's how Federico's played Sketch Party TV. Sketch Party TV is a drawing game for two teams of up to eight players per team that plays a bit like Pictionary. Standard gameplay settings give each player five words to draw in two minutes, and each player gets two of these two-minute turns. With six total players, a full game can be played in about 30 minutes. All you need is an Apple TV and an iPad or an iPhone. Games can be customized to be as long or as brief as you like, with options for the number of words to draw per turn and time limit to draw them. And word lists of varying difficulty. There's even word lists for kids that are a bit more simplified. There are thousands of words to draw in seven different languages, including French, German, Spanish, English, and Italian. Sketch Party TV is great for the classroom too, with a custom word list editor available as an in-app purchase. The custom word list editor is regularly an additional $1.99, but through to January 5th, the editor add-on is totally free. So go now to sketchparty.tv slash virtual, find out more about the game. It's critically acclaimed and enjoyed worldwide, and it's available right now on the App Store. Thank you so much to Sketch Party TV for sponsoring this week's show. Do you enjoy this game then, Federico? I played this game um, last Christmas uh, because there are friends and family members that I only see for the holidays, mm-hmm. and it's it's just as awesome as the as the ad says. It's basically you get together. It's like Pictionary. You use the iPad and you stream with AirPlay to an Apple TV, and it's so fun. Like. Because of the iPad, it's really easy to draw, and you get you get all these controls on the screen, and and it's just the kind of game that makes you laugh, especially when if you play against people like me who cannot draw, and <laughs> so I only can do like stickman and the, those sort of figures, and it's really hilarious, especially if you play against like people who don't know how to properly draw stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's super recommended. It's it's, it's one of the best multiplayer games for iOS, I think. Well, there you go. Yes. Get the game. That's great. Thank you, Federica. Sure. Always happy when I when I know a sponsor. You know? So we have uh, some really uh weird and interesting Minecraft news. Telltale Games, the makers of like um The Wolf Among Us and uh, The Walking Dead. They made Back to the Future games, they made Jurassic Park games, so they make these episodic content games. You you definitely have played them or heard of them. Making a Minecraft game. Mm. So it's not an add-on to Minecraft. They are making a standalone story 
set inside the Minecraft world. They're not telling us the story of Steve, the Minecraft character, or any of that. They are telling a story set inside that world, like they did with The Walking Dead. They don't tell The Walking Dead story, but they tell stories inside The Walking Dead world. Um, it's not going to be setting law for the series, but it's going to be within that universe. I was really interested and kind of confused uh, to see that today. Did you see the announcement on the Mojang blog? No, I haven't seen that. It's basically it's a video that says play InfoQuest 2, which is an adventure game. So there's like the announcement is inside the this adventure game. I think it's a it yeah. I think it's a great idea to introduce uh, this new generation of players that we were talking about to adventure games. Because that's exactly what's gonna happen, because they're gonna see it yes. and they're gonna go, I want it. I mean you can see that's why Telltale Games went for it. They're making the games that they make, but you know, for Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. I mean because Telltale are known as as making really great stuff. Like these guys and girls, they make excellent games. The Walking Dead games are fantastic. Uh, so clearly, you know, they know what they're doing. And, and this is, I think this is very exciting. Very exciting. What does it mean that he won't be setting lore for the series? So they're not going to be telling the story of the character? No, okay. They're, they're just going to be... Um, they're going to be telling a, a story that is set within that world, uh, but not the story of the the guy that you play in Minecraft. It's mm-hmm. called Steve. They're not, they're not going to be telling that story. It's going to be it's going to be a, a sort of standalone, different story. Okay, cool, very cool. So before we talk about uh, Nintendo's uh, little adventure on YouTube, um, there's a rumor that's going around about Nintendo buying uh, freeform LCD displays from Sharp for a possible future console or uh, quality of life device. What do you think, Mike? So what are freeform displays? Are like uh, flexible displays, I think. I think... And, and that I was think my they can, my, uh, well, Okay, my understanding was they could be cut into different shapes. Mm. So it's something like that, right? Basically, you can... These... these because they're oh, showing... shape shifting. Okay. Yeah. So you you can cut them into different shapes and, yes. and they work a lot better. They don't need to be like uh, just square or or circle. Or Rectangles. Whatever. Yeah. They like all of the images show this like car dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's something to do with that. Uh. And I've seen other rumors where they say some people saying they're going to be cut into a donut shape. So it's kind of like a hole in the middle. Have you hmm. seen that? No, I I didn't see the donut shape rumor. Uh, I don't really know. My concern is this is more crazy Nintendo stuff. Like I don't know what that. Like know it's what a I mean? rumor from a Japanese newspaper that Nintendo is buying uh, this this place for some reason. Like I don't I don't understand why would Nintendo need um need the ability to 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 use uh, like unusual shapes for a display on a portable console. Like it makes more sense for a quality of life device. Like. A, yeah, because they make no sense anyway. So why? No, because those are weird anyway. Yeah, so you know? like so the, let's those things already make no sense. So why not just uh, why not continue going down that route? I don't know. Or probably because the if they want to go down the with if they want to use the strategy, let's make a weird console. Maybe because they want to kind of replicate the success of the original DS because it was new. Like, and people were like, "What well, does it need to displace?" And and it was strange. 
and maybe they want to make another strange thing. And so what's strange today is a display that's not a rectangle or a square, you know? Yeah. Or let's make a donut display. I don't know. Um, it worries me. It worries me, Federico. It is a bit worrying, yeah. I think we, we have at least a couple of years before we see new consoles from Nintendo. Because, I mean, the Wii U came out in 2012, so next year will be next holiday season. So in 12 months, it'll be the third anniversary. Can you imagine the Wii U for another three years? I, I, I hope it's we'll... going to be around for a little while longer, because I'm getting one, like, in a week or so. Did I tell you about the other things that I bought? For you my, bought other my things? Wii U? Yeah, so uh, I, I had to go to a video game store here called Game to get my nephew a game. Um for Christmas and the, the, the story is called game obviously so yep. it's games so you yeah. know what you're gonna get yeah. and while I was in there I was like I was thinking see maybe you can answer this question for me because I, I haven't looked and it's probably silly that I haven't looked so what does the Wii U come with does it come with a gamepad and a Wii U controller like a Wii controller like a Wiimote in the box uh, do you know mm-hmm. it does really I'm asking you. No, mine didn't come with a Wii uh, with the Wii remote. It only got the the gamepad. Right. Okay. Just the gamepad. Okay. That's that's and, what I thought because I was thinking you know I'm gonna need and some more. I controllers. got a no no I got the gamepad and I got the the, the, the Zelda code as a, like as a little uh, coupon and that's it. No, you got you gotta buy all the all the other stuff. I was thinking because there was probably a bundle of sorts. Uh, but I don't remember. So that's what, that's what I, I thought. I think you you always get the gamepad. See, and, and you get the gamepad, uh, and then I'm I'm already getting a Mario Wiimote with my Super Mario pack. So I thought I'm gonna get. So I got I got the Luigi. Well, I was in the store and I saw they had a Luigi Wiimote. I thought that's quite fun. Uh, no, no, it was a black one in the store. So I picked up a black one. I picked up a nunchuck as well. I don't even know if you still use those, but I got one. Uh, and then I was gonna get an amiibo. I saw a Mario amiibo. I was like, "Why don't I just try it? They're not that expensive. They were like ten pounds." I was like, "I'll just grab one." I was waiting in the line there, and I was like, "Oh, this line is insane." So I uh, went on to Amazon and found every item I had for cheaper. <laughs> so I just I just pulled the stuff back and walked out and got it on Prime. So I'm getting. Um, I actually ended up getting Super Smash Brothers with the Mario amiibo. Uh, like a, there's like a pack, and I got a Luigi Wiimote and a, and a nunchuck. So I, I'm my my Wii my Wii is going to be pretty tricked out. Yeah, it sounds like you you basically bought everything for your Wii U. I'm very excited. Well, I, you know, I, I figured, are you are you going to get stuff from the eShop too? Probably, probably. I'll probably buy a shovel knight again. Again. Yeah. Uh, the Wii U version has uh, some ex- extra stuff for the gamepad, I think. Oh, yeah? I think so. Yeah, I'm positive, yeah. Um, the last thing I'm going to talk about today is an interesting thing that we found this week. Yes. Um, Mi- uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and Bill Trennan are popping up all over YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a video we, we spoke about it earlier Rosanna Pancino who makes a series called Nerdy Nummies on her, on her YouTube channel where she basically makes different food things I was looking for a video she made like trifles cookies and stuff like that and uh, I Justine who is um, I Justine's been around forever like 
yeah. she, she, I've, I've seen her on podcast stuff, and now she has like a 2 million subscriber YouTube, and Rosanna Pacino is like 3 million. And um, so I saw these two videos pop up, and it's basically Miyamoto and Chunin talking with and interacting with these YouTubers. So on the Nerdy Nummies video, they kind of pop up at the end, uh, and they have a little chat about some of the games that are coming out this year, some of the games that are already out. Uh, and then they play a bit of Mario Kart together, and I, Justine, basically interviews uh, Miyamoto, which is an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto. You're sitting there in a lot of silence uh, because you're waiting. He's answering, yeah, she, like, and you're waiting for Trillin to translate. And it's she like, actually nods. I like, love that. Like I lo- I'm glad you noticed that too. She's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're saying. Uh, they were, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting as well because they were clearly all at the same day and time because those guys are wearing the same clothes. So what I imagined yes. is uh, Trenan and Miyamoto went to like the LA YouTube space or something and then all the YouTubers were flown in. No, and they let's, all got... let's back up. Let's back okay. up. Someone at a meeting at Nintendo's headquarters said, look, YouTube is popular with the kids. Yep. <laughs> we need to talk to YouTubers. And then they, they, they arranged to fly Miyamoto from Japan to LA Use Trinan as a translator because he's always uh, his translator. Trinan. and yes, and they, they, uh, they, they met. Um, we only have two videos, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's more that we just haven't come across. Mm-hmm. They probably did a maybe they did a press tour with LA and New York. Maybe maybe there will be more per YouTube personalities from from New York next week. I don't know. Yeah, it is strange, especially when you notice the same clothes. Um, yeah, like the same T-shirt with the, with Splatoon, which, by the way, I'm super excited about. Oh yeah, um, Splatoon. Yeah, it lo- it looked really nice in the trailer. It looks yeah, like the no, kind no, no, of no, shooter that I want to play with you. We it's just haven't not... really spoken about it. Yeah, we do. I'm not. I'm not sure why we didn't. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, after E3, I yeah, think we talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I. I something that I noticed is why like why they're doing it is to have some like the approach is uh, kind of like Nintendo Treehouse uh but it's obviously meant to like, to attract a different audience like we want to tell these kinds of people what we're up to so when they talk to Justine for example um they Justine asks now I don't know if the questions were script or like if, if I Justine actually thought of these questions or if Nintendo sent, sent like a, a list of, you know, like recommended questions, I don't know. I don't know, um, she pushes it a little bit sometimes, which she, is yeah. good. Like she put, yeah, tries to push so, him into telling us stuff. Yeah, so she asks um, about the, the Zelda trailer when we were talking about the overworld and how it was it looked a bit uh, like empty and, you know, lifeless and too big. And Miyamoto says, and actually you will be able to do all sorts of different things. Uh, like when you go on a mission and you will be like distracted by 50 other things that you want to do. So it will not be like you just travel around and you're bored. And th- that was nice to hear. And also, they they uh, they in the video they show uh, gameplay of um, uh, the Yoshi game for the Wii U. I cannot remember the full Yoshi's, name. Yoshi's Woolly World. Yes, and they show a bit of Splatoon. And what else do they show? Uh, they talk about like, Star Fox again. They talk about Star it. Fox. Say yeah, and, com- and Miyamoto and Miyamoto does the gesture of like the gamepad moving to shoot. Like, yeah. It, 
Yeah. They've said the thing, keep talking about, yeah, it's coming before Zelda, but we're not seeing anything. That's not usually a good sign. No, it's not. <laughs> like, if you're super excited about this game, why are you not showing the game? And she kind of said, like, are we going to see anything about Amiibo in this? And, like, and they were like, oh, they want to answer. And they were like, oh, Amiibo will interact in some way with these games. Like, that was why I thought that maybe, maybe she had had her questions vetted, but was actually then just kind of took the time to actually ask some other stuff that she just wanted to know, which mm-hmm. I thought was quite good. So what do you think in general of Nintendo approaching these uh, the YouTubers just trying to be more uh, hip, I would say? I think it's genius because this is free marketing because these YouTubers would jump at the chance to talk to Miyamoto because they want to and plus it's good for their channels. And we're talking like between the two of those, uh, two of those women, they have 5 million YouTube subscribers. That's pretty good. You know, good you're going to do okay. Because not only are you going to get your subscribers, you're going to get people like us going there and watching it as well. You know, those I'm sure those videos will be bumped up pretty high. Uh, I'm going to take a look at them as we speak now to see, like, where where are they? Like, you know, what are their, what are their numbers like? Um, so 370,000 views for the Cooper Cakes Dirty Nummies video. That's awesome. And 65,500 for iJustine's Miyamoto interview. So they're big, you know, and they're going to continue to climb. But I, I see it's it's very clever. It's very clever. And plus, they're going straight for their market, right? This is Nintendo's core audience. It's young people. Yeah, and especially it's young people who may not be familiar with Nintendo because Nintendo has been kind of slacking when it comes to, you know, social media. And I mean, in the past year, uh, and in the past two years, maybe that they got better, but Sony and Microsoft were, were really on top of their game with like new generations of people. And I think Nintendo is kind of a like an an old image that they want to get rid of, you know. Yep. So approaching YouTubers, I think it's actually genius. Some of the like the only thing that bothers me with these kinds of videos, it's like they are slightly awkward at times. You know, like yeah. it's yeah, yeah. like it's a bad TV show. I don't know how to say it. It's just you, you like, uh, you know. Um, but overall, it's a really nice strategy, I think. And they they should do more of these. Can you imagine like Miyamoto talking to uh, PewDiePie, huh. uh, the, the guy on hey, YouTube? I would be surprised. That would that would be strange, odd. Uh, the guy has a massive following on YouTube. Yep, is, I he's think the he's biggest. The, uh, yeah. He's the biggest. Yeah, he's. Um, I I saw in the news recently, um, like he had more followers than, like more views than Justin Bieber. I don't. I don't know. Like it was. It was a crazy st- statistic about uh, PewDiePie on YouTube. I tried to watch some of his videos. It's, it just doesn't um, particularly. Um, Shoot my taste when it comes 32 to... 32 million YouTube subscribers. Crazy. I don't even really know what he does. He makes videos. No, but like like what about... Video games. Is he all video games? Yes. I don't know. It looks like there's more than just... He, he's, a, he's a more of a personality at this point. Like he's famous. Like he's a celebrity. Like he walks on red carpets when he's invited to stuff. Well, of course he does. He's... Yeah, I'm looking at his videos. Oh my! He's a uh, he's, he's a little peculiar. Yeah, I think that's probably his, the uh, appeal, though, right? In, 
in his style. Yeah, it is the appeal. Like it, it's uh, it's uh, exaggerated in, in his in his ways. At least from what I watched, I should give it a try again. More power um, to him, though, man. I gotta tell you, Mike. We need to. We need to. We need to consider the new generations of people. Yeah, we we gotta look at YouTube now. We gonna we we gotta set up our channel and we 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 make videos and we we could do like a like a like a channel and and you make British tea, I make Italian coffee, and we give it like a like an Apple slash video game uh, spin. I don't know. It's like in all seriousness, like I look at YouTube and I think it's interesting. I just don't know what I would, what yeah, I have I, to go. I, there. Don't, I don't think I'm capable of doing video. <laughs> like I, I look stupid. <laughs> no, you do. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Nintendo's also a channel on YouTube um, where they do a lot of uh, treehouse demos, uh, trailers, of course the Nintendo Directs. So. Can I leave you with a little teachy tip, even if it's, this is not connected? Yes, of course. So I bought last night this um, this YouTube app called ProTube for iOS, and it I, I like I don't I don't know how it's possible that that Google hasn't killed this app already because it's so much better than the than the YouTube app for for the iPhone and iPad. Like it's super fast. It lets you set a default quality to stream videos so you don't have to change the quality manually every time. It lets you, like, the search is super, super fast. It's got this beautiful interface with video thumbnails. It's got a sidebar where you can browse all your subscriptions and, and the channels and other, like, YouTube categories. You can, uh, you don't have to see ads. In the videos, I don't know how this is possible, and I don't know. Like, this is one of the reasons why I think this app will eventually disappear. And but I just I was looking at the features and the screenshots, and I was like, okay, I gotta give this developer two dollars because it's just too good. You can you can put the app in the background and you keep listening to a video as audio, which you can control with control center on your device. Like it's a, it's a, like it's the tweet bot of YouTube clients. It's it's amazing. I'm downloading it right now. This yes, is... check it out. It's like yeah. I think it will eventually disappear. So that's why I wanted to give you a disclaimer, but you already pressed the button, Mike. Yep. I will give you two dollars back and a little kiss on the cheek. Well, if but the if app it goes if, away, if it well, unless YouTube <laughs> just cuts off the. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. Uh, unless <laughs> unless YouTube cuts off the support, it doesn't matter if it comes out of the App Store because I've got it now. Yeah, and because of the because of exactly, I turned off I turned off uh, automatic updates um, on my devices. So when when uh, like when apps disappear or like they they break, uh, I don't have a, I don't have them automatically installed. So I you just uh, I just opened the App Store and they've got a new SimCity game in there, and it's like, well, I know what that's going to be. You know, it's just upsetting. So anyway, Mike, YouTube, Nintendo, Minecraft. Uh, a lot of new trends, I think. This is a, an episode of new trends. And it makes sense because it's a, 2014 is ending and we're looking at the future. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what it's all about. 
If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, you want to go over to relay.fm slash virtual slash 18. If you're interested in stickers or t-shirts, we have a store at store.relay.fm. It helps support the shows. Who else also helps support the shows is lynda.com and Sketch Party TV. TV, sorry. Thank you so much to those guys and girls for sponsoring us this week. We'll be back next time with another episode of Virtual. Until then, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.